When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's going on? Jermaine Johnson. Tune in to Turn On The Jets podcast. Hey, this is Vinny Pasquantino of the Kansas City Royals. Make sure you tune in to the Turn On The Jets podcast. Everybody. Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by uh, special guest Antoine Staley. I think second time uh, second time now on the pod, New York Daily News. Um, obviously, we're in the, the bulk of the offseason right now, getting started combine next week, which uh, which will be exciting. So it's always a fun time of year, uh, you know, being on the ground there, you know, listen to uh, all the chatter and, and everyone talking. Antoine, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How you doing? I'm not bad, man. I got my uh, I got a couple of pub subs over the weekend, and uh, you know, experienced the Florida lifestyle. So can't can't complain too much. Um, yeah, obviously, right now, look, there's obviously a lot going on. Let's start with the quarterback stuff first, and then kind of talk a little bit about you know a couple other bigger offseason needs. Derek Carr obviously was in for a visit this past weekend. A lot of the reporting about the visit has been uh, it's been a little comical, uh, but you know. <laughs> Good, nonetheless. Obviously, it sounds like the visit went well, which is to be expected. You get some leaks from the Jets side about how much they liked Carr. Carr's camp is talking about how much the Jets think he could be a first ballot Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor guy, win a title here, all that stuff. I guess, what do you make of the whole Carr situation in general, and and how the kind of the uh, the visit kind of unfolded with all these comments? Yeah, well, I mean, from everything that I heard, the visit went really well. I mean, they went out to dinner. I mean, obviously. You know, if you saw some pictures over the weekend, Jets fans were stalking Derek Carr a little bit in the, the Jets uh, brass there. But, you know, I mean, they're doing their due diligence. I mean, they obviously, you know, we know they need a veteran quarterback. Derek Carr's out there before anybody else as far as free agency. Nobody knows where Aaron Rodgers wants to do. He's still in a cave somewhere, you know, doing mushrooms or whatever the hell he's doing. But the fact of the matter is, like, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're talking to Derek Carr, seeing what the interest may lie, and you know, trying to you know figure out if it might be a good fit for him. Everything I've heard, and they feel like it's still a good fit for him, and feel like he's a good fit for them. It's just a matter of one, what the contract might potentially look like, too, and two, you know, what does Aaron Rodgers wants to come? Like, first of all, does Aaron Rodgers wants to play uh, next year? And two, if he does want to play, where that is? Is it with the Jets? Is it with the Raiders? Is it back in Green Bay? So who knows? So, but until they find out what happens with Rodgers, then, you know, they're just going to, you know, see what, you know, their possible options are. Yeah. Like, I think it's pretty clear that Jets feel Aaron Rodgers is the number one option. 
based on, you know, David Carr saying, oh, you know, Derek loved the visit, loved Salah, basically, you know, slobber, you know, had a little bit of drool coming off his face and how much he's talking about the Jets. And then it was like, oh, he's going to take some time, which Derek Carr said from the beginning. That's why, not to be condescending in any way, but it was kind of weird that everyone was like, oh, you know, that can't let Derek Carr leave the building. Like he said before, he's going to take his time. It's pretty clear once Rodgers makes a choice, whether it's retired, Green Bay, Jets, somewhere else, that like, you know, Derek Carr is not going to sign he has all the leverage right now. And once their once Rogers decides their car's leverage goes up even higher because now the number one guy's off the board. So um yeah, it was it was a little interesting. Some of the some of the takes, you know, like I said, do I think the Jets told Derek Carr all these things? I'm sure they did. And I do I think that the Jets oh, yeah. are doing doing right by Derek Carr and, and leaking nothing but positive stuff. That you know, Derek Carr doing right by the Jets and leaking nothing but positive stuff. If anything, kind of gives the Jets a little bit more leverage with a guy like Rodgers and, and the Packers specifically, where it's like, you know, we're the one team really that can not only afford to do this move, but would want to, but, you know, we have other options too. We're not going to get held hostage and, you know, Derek Carr is not going to be held hostage by the Saints. So I guess my one question would be, where do you think the Jets, I know you've written a little bit about this. What's like their ceiling with Derek Carr? Because I kind of feel like it's 10 and seven and getting, you know, maybe a wild card victory weekend, maybe, although he's obviously never won a playoff game, but that kind of feels like they're ceiling where with Rodgers, I feel like the ceiling's probably a Super Bowl, but I think they could win the AFCs next year with Rodgers and some other pieces where I don't feel that way necessarily with Carr. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, Downing, you know, who he worked with, you know, now is the uh, senior consultant where with the Jets now. So, you know, if anything gives you, and again, like encouragement, Derek Carr probably had his argument his best season of the Downing when they were with the Raiders back in 2016, where I thought he was the MVP of the league, or at least one of the, you know, candidates there before he ended up getting hurt. And then obviously the Raiders, not only did they not win the division, Kansas City won it, and then they ended up getting bounced in the first round uh, by the Texans. And, you know, Carr didn't play in that playoff game. So if that gives you any kind of encouragement where the potential of Derek Carr, that's probably the ceiling why I think of Derek Carr, um, you look at that particular year. But you know, I think, yeah, they could possibly win a playoff game. I think they definitely – you put Derek Carr on this team, and last year was a down year for Derek Carr. You put him on this team last year, I think they're, you know, surefire nine or ten wins at least. And, you know, they get into that seventh playoff spot and, you know, potentially make some noise there, maybe winning the playoff game. Now, you know, if it, a better season, I think a better, you know, supporting cast, especially with the defense that the Jets have. And, yeah, I think they, they could possibly win, you know, a playoff game. And then, you know, we'll see. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender with Derek Carr. But, you know, I definitely think they're a playoff contender that somebody that could be perennial, you know, consistently in the playoffs year after year, especially. I think he's a quarterback. You have to surround him with a lot of talent. I feel like the Raiders were trying to do that. And then Darren Waller got hurt. Uh, Hunter Renfro ended up getting hurt. And then you just had Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And then they had their offensive line was pretty problematic last year. So, yeah, I definitely think, you know, the Jets have the ability to do that. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, like you said, gives you more of a Super Bowl chance. But the problem with Aaron is how many years are you going to get with him? One, two. Uh, that, that's You could only, you know, think you're going to get two years maybe with Aaron Rodgers, especially considering his age. But, yeah, he definitely gives you a window potentially winning Super Bowls. And, you know, we hadn't even spoke about Lamar Jackson, which that's a whole other topic, too, where I feel like that should be the number one option above everything else because that gives you more of a window to win Super Bowls, like not just in 2023, but beyond. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I think, yeah, is Carr a major upgrade? 100%. I do think this narrative that, a, I don't think Rodgers, I've said this for 
at least a month, but I don't think Rogers is going to cost what people think he is. There was the two or ones. There's all these different things. I'm not so sure it's even going to be a one. Um, Albert Breer, who is as plugged in as it gets, said mentioned, you know, I don't, he doesn't even think it's going to be a one at all. Um, so look, if, you know, Rogers cap number for the jets have traded it is I'm sure the deal will get reworked because this is how things work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, he gives the Jets a better option to add to their roster actually than Carr does. If you really look at the cap, right? Like you'd have to hit on those picks. If you don't, you know, if you get Carr, you have to hit on all the picks. If you get a guy like Rogers, you have to, you know, hit on the smaller free agency moves and, you know, the veterans around the roster. There's obviously issues to none of these are perfect options. No, you mentioned, you mentioned the other you know option, which we're going to find out pretty quickly here, you know, when it comes from a, from a Lamar Jackson perspective in the beginning, when it first seemed like the Ravens, you know, I've said this again, like, that's great that they, you know, said Lamar is going to be a Raven for life and all that stuff. Are you going to pay him what he wants or not? Because every Instagram story Lamar posts and everything you hear, they're very far apart on what they want. He wants the fully guaranteed deal. The Ravens want injury protections. If they put the non-exclusive tag on him in the next, you know, whatever week or whatever it is, if I'm the Jets, you overpay on the contract to give up the two first round picks, no problem, because you're competing. Now you got a 25 year old that could compete with, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, uh, Allen, those guys. Like the Jets, you'd probably I'd pick the Jets to win the AFC next year if they had Lamar Jackson. I just would. I, I and I'd pick them probably like everyone picks the Ravens every year. And I think the Jets offensively have more talent than the Ravens. Obviously, defensively, uh, both teams are incredibly talented. So I don't know. I just again, it's it's not if they don't put that they put the exclusive tag to me. It's it, any dreams of Lamar kind of end. But again, if I'm the Jets, and I think you just said it yourself, like they. That exclusive tag gets put on him. You better be go for it. Up. Yeah, you better be go for it. Five, I mean, whatever it is, cares about two fifty. Yeah, who cares about the first round picks? I mean, it's not like the Jets were hitting on quarterbacks in the first round anyway. So just just do it, like just do it and pay him his money. And I agree. Like I think they'd be the favorite in the AFC East. And you know, so long as he stays healthy. Obviously, health has been a big concern with Lamar the last couple of years, but. If you can surround him, I think the Jets definitely still need to upgrade the offensive line. That's still a big issue too. If they can, if they can do that, improve that, then I think they'll be fine. Uh, like with the weapons that they have, Brees Hall is going to return too. I assume he'll be healthy. You know, for the season, we'll see. You know, even if he's not, then you can still doesn't preclude you from taking a running back somewhere along the line in the draft that could also help him. So yeah, I definitely think they're in a much better position because you've got a weapon like, like Garrett Wilson, something that the Ravens do not have. Yeah, no, I'm gonna say Paige, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. As of just for context, as of February twenty second. So in case anything, any any <laughs> just to make sure no one tries to cold take you. Who oh, would God. you say is who would you say is week one starting quarterback if you know if you had to guess right now based on everything going on uh, who's starting uh, under center I'm sure the Jets playing somewhere on the road uh, in week one I'm gonna say Derek Carr just because like I think he's the safer option right now the Aaron nobody knows what Aaron Rodgers wants to do like he's such the wild card in all of this because. I mean, nobody knows what the man is. He said it himself, like, you know, everybody talks about it. people reaching nobody out to Nobody knows shit about me. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I mean, he's right. Nobody, you know, everybody's speculating, like, what he wants to do. Nobody necessarily knows. I think he's somehow, so I think he's going to stay in Green Bay. I really do. I just kind of get that feeling. Uh, they, they may be ready to move on with Jordan Love, but it seems like I think he's going to stay another year or so with them. That's just kind of the sense that I'm getting, but. Who knows? Who the hell knows where Aaron Rodgers is right now? And then 
Lamar Jackson, I feel like the Ravens are going to give him the exclusive tag, although I think in a way, you know, you could give him a non-exclusive tag and just force the team to, to say, you know what, let's see if somebody else will pay him gar- fully guaranteed money. And then right, we right. can decide to match it. We can decide to match it if we want to. And if we don't, then, hey, give us two first-round picks. Yeah, no, that's the one other caveat is, like, because Lamar doesn't have an agent, you know, <laughs> we don't know what his market really is. It, you, exactly. know, you can speculate. Um, you can speculate on, oh, this team should give it to him. This team, you know, Carolina or the Jets or, you know, pretty much any of the NFC South teams, Atlanta, whatever it is. But do we know that they do it? We don't know because, yeah, I know, I know Connor Hughes reported that, you know, the Jets would be all in on Lamar a couple weeks ago. And I agree. I just, you know, the Jets haven't oh. given anyone a fully guaranteed deal. So, Exactly. Right. You know, only two quarterbacks have ever gotten him. So I want to move on quickly to a couple of other holes on the rosters and just kind of where you, where you think ends up, you know, Rich, uh, you know, Rich Smitty was on, I guess, week and a half, two weeks ago and mentioned, you know, probably cut Corey Davis, restructure Lawson if he can. Are you kind of in the same boat? I know there's this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kind of the discussion around Lawson is a little different than Corey Davis. I don't feel like you hear a lot of pro keep Corey Davis. Whereas Lawson, it's kind of feels split on keep him or cut him, you know, and what do we do with that $15 million? Yeah, I um I wrote about this a few weeks ago. It might have been last week. I can't I can't keep up with the weeks now. So everything goes in between. Yeah, Corey Davis, I feel like he's gonna be a cap casualty. I feel like you could also upgrade at the receiver position, whether it be the draft or, you know, maybe free agency. Just because one, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And two, I don't think he's really lived up to that contract that the Jets signed him two years ago. So I think it's better just to cut bait, gain some salary cap with space there. Lawson is an interesting situation where I mean, he had like a very quiet seven sacks last year. So it was like, I think he did. I think he was really solid coming off the Achilles injury. And they think he might be even better uh, this upcoming year. But the problem is you kind of drafted his replacement last year, uh, Jermaine Johnson. So, I mean, he was kind of used part-time. Do you want to get him more time, more reps next year? And he also have Michael Clemens, who I'm still kind of, a little bit fascinated by him. I mean, I think he did a good job in special teams and, and spot duty last year. And then if you bring back Bryce Huff, Bryce Huff too, that also brings, uh, adds in a more crowded 
you know, room at defensive line position. So you're able to maybe cut bait. So maybe, you know, maybe not cut him, but you could possibly trade him, you know, get some draft capital, get get a draft pit for him. And then that way you can set that money too as well. Yeah. No one's really mentioned the trade possibility of a trade. Like Carl's going to have a big market because he's a 27 year old pass rusher. That's proven that he can get after the quarterback. Again, is he the elite of the elite? No, I, I just, I think that's proven that, you know, in the sack numbers and, I know we disagree a little bit on sacks and pressures. I think pressures are super important, although they can be, you know, you do got to finish some of these plays off and, uh, you, do. you know, you know, and uh, you look at a guy like, you know, Quinn Williams, Quinn Williams was, you know, a high pressure rate guy. And he finally this year got the recognition because he started finishing those plays off. It was not seven sacks. It was 12, 13, whatever it was. Uh, I'm, you know, Bryce Huff, I think will be back, you know, speaking with people, you know, close to that. Um, you know, it's a matter of, it's more a matter of, you know, can they extend them or they just give them a tender right. for a year uh, you know, I think Sheldon Rankins is a guy that, that wants to be back here. I'd probably just give him the same deal he was on the last two years. Pretty reasonable value. They do need to add a defensive tackle. You know, I, I just don't think mm-hmm. the Nate Shepard and Solomon Thomas, although Shepard was decent, Solomon yes. Thomas, great guy, incredible person. Um, again, they need to get younger too. Yeah, get a little younger, younger, get a little, maybe honestly, a little fatter <laughs> at the position behind. <laughs> exactly. You know, rank, you know, I know that's not really the MO, but Quinnen and and rankings are really athletic and early downs are, are special. Can you get a guy on, you know, third and short that can kind of clog up a hole a little bit, be more of a, a usable piece there. Safety is the, the interesting one. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the same stuff. They love Tony Adams. They're, the staff is really high on him. That said, he played, you know, he's an undrafted guy. He played about three games and Jordan Whitehead had some nice moments, had some other moments it, it was just it was tough like overall his yeah. production was good the issue was there was like in four of the losses there was plays where it was like the pa- first Patriots game that missed tackle huge play in the game yes. he dropped the interception against the Vikings they end up losing that game the Vikings score on that drive and the penalty too yeah the penalty too they dropped there's there was like two other plays where he missed tackles I want to say the Jaguars game and then there's one I can't, Seattle yeah Seattle, Seattle game, yeah, yeah. It just he had like a weird year, but I do think he'd be better with a, a better safety. Next some joiner is gonna retire, likely he said he was gonna retire last year. Yeah. Do you feel like they add safety more so in the draft or free agency? Because there is a pretty good safety class. Both the Cincinnati guys, you know, obviously Chauncey Garner Johnson, there's other guys in free agency they could potentially add, or you think they go maybe younger in the draft? I think they go draft a draft the safety because I think you can you don't have to draft one in the first round. You can get one like a round two or round three. It's a lot of depth there. Uh, what do you talk about? I mean, both safety positions are kind of interchangeable now. So, yeah, if you want to keep Whitehead, then you need somebody that can really cover. Like, because we know, like, he, that's kind of like his weak spot there, as we saw last year. So, yeah, I would definitely um, address that in the draft, too, whether you, whether it be at 14. Like, I, I take the best available player at 14 and then just kind of take it from there. But, you know, if, if it happens to be the safety position, then that's cool, too. But me, personally, I think they should address the offense a lot because I feel like that's more of a need too, but uh, a lot of people talk about the quarterback position and yeah, we've talked, we talked about it at nauseum this year, <laughs> the off season, but you know, the second most important situation, like factor, like with the Jets this off season is the offensive line. They have to get that corrected. If they don't, then it's not really a matter who they put back there. Then they got to get killed. As we kind of saw later on last year. Yeah. It got a little, uh, got a little dicey at the end of the year. Um, last year, the one last position I want to kind of touch on, Wide receiver is weird. Uh, you look at it, right? Like there's a lot. You could make an argument. Oh, there's a lot of talent there. They're all young. This is great. 
but you could also make the argument do they, they have like one and a half guys that you trust right now. Uh, yes. Corey, again, we mentioned Corey Davis, but Braxton Barris, the guy that felt coming into the year was a really nice wide receiver for, you know, reliable hands, reliable route runner, you know, not going to be any missed assignments. Did not have that type of year to be clear, which is a little was a little shocking. And he's he's a, you know, obviously a cut candidate. I think he gets restructured. He likes being here. He's a good locker. Yeah. I just I don't see the Jets just outright releasing him. Special teams too. Yeah, so special yeah. teams too. They yeah. value it. I, I just think he, he ends up, you know, oh great, you know, gets him in a year extension that actually you know lowers his cap hit by you know six million. Denzel Mims, I, I hate to be the beat a broken drum. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, and if it does happen. Sure, that'd be amazing. You cannot count on him being a viable piece. They've they've drafted two guys in the top 50 since drafting him and paid another guy. So obviously yeah. they see the same thing. You know, Jeff Smith, again, nice special teams player. I'm sure he'll be on the roster. He's also a free agent, but they need a guy at receiver. I don't know. I don't know where it's going to come from. I think you can make an argument if they get a guy like Rodgers, do you kind of go all in and say, let's give up our second rounder for DeAndre Hopkins or, you know, let's go do it. Like, those are the type of things you have to start looking at is, depending on who's a quarterback, I feel like they do need a bigger bodied receiver. Like I love Jordan Addison. I'm a USC fan. Everyone knows that you can't yeah. take Jordan Addison at 13 when you already have Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. You can't have all the same guys. So again, I guess I asked similar safety. Where do you think they go for receiver? Because I, I do think it's a little bit of a sneaky need, you know, other than Garrett Wilson oh, kind of Elijah. I've mentioned that like early on and people thought I was crazy, but yeah, I look, I like Garrett. I think Garrett is like an alpha the guy, but you need somebody opposite of him. And Elijah Moore to me is like kind of what he wasn't like. He's a slot guy. He's a guy that you know you put as a third receiver in the slot. I think he will flourish better in that role. And then you need that guy that's going to be opposite, you know, Elijah. Especially if you release Corey Davis, like you you have to get that guy. So you can look at free agency. It's not necessarily a great class there that's going to come out unless you get some surprise cuts there. Uh, again, the draft, like I think it's some quality there. Again, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to take a wide receiver at 13, but you know, you definitely could take one, you know, second, third round and see who's potentially there. Cause I think you did, you definitely have some depth there uh, this upcoming year. I mean, uh, you talked about, you know, the USC, I, I like, you know, Quentin Johnson from TCU there. Although again, I don't think they're going to necessarily take a wide receiver at 13, but then again, you know, it's still early to tell, um, where we where we are. That's why I don't do mock drafts this early because we don't necessarily know. I at least want like to wait until after the combine and the free agency. That way we have a little bit of a better idea where people may decide to go. But yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they end up taking a wide receiver, you know, one one of their top three picks because you know you definitely need to take some pressure, especially now considering the year that Garrett's had. You know, you just leave him out there with Elijah and you know, Denzel Mims potentially, then a lot of people are going to key on him next year. And then uh, you're going to have to rely on a lot of other people that have been unproven to this point. Yeah, look, I'm on the same page as you. Last, I guess, last quick one here. Is there somebody at the Combine or is there something at the Combine you're most looking forward to either hearing about or, or a guy you're kind of interested to see how they run or, or weigh in or something like that? I think you know, a, a popular one, Skaronsky from Northwestern's arm length. I think that'll be that'll be one. I'm also interested to see, you know, everyone's talked about this, is just how some of these quarterbacks, who works out and who doesn't. I know the Jets likely, although, you know, you can make a reasonable case. They should just package picks and go up to one and, you know, say, let's go get Bryce Young and we'll figure it out later. And, uh, you know, I, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm just saying there is that that world in which, you know, people have talked about the Jets and the Bears and, you know, whatever. 
is there, I was going to say, is there anybody else that you either prospect wise or, you know, kind of what's going to happen next week that you're uh, most looking, you know, either looking forward to or some type of storyline you're most excited about? Well, I didn't necessarily get to talk to, I was at the, you know, obviously the senior bowl. I didn't get to talk to Hendon Hooker. So yeah, I definitely want to talk to him because I think he's a, a candidate that could be drafted by the Jets too. I mean, had he not got hurt, then I would have said no. But the fact that he, he got hurt and then he'll be able to kind of rehab a little bit. And then he could be a guy that could sit and wait, you know, behind some kind of veteran there for, for a few years. And then maybe just wait and see what you have in him. Like, I thought he was tremendous there for Tennessee last year. Uh, a Heisman candidate there for sure. Really transformed their whole offense there last year under Josh Eichel. So, yeah, I definitely uh, w- want to talk to him, just kind of see where his mind is. Obviously, he's not going to be doing any kind of workouts, but just to be there and just kind of see what teams are talking to him. I think that's a potential, you know, pick that the Jets could possibly have. If he's around in the fourth round, then why not, you know, take a flyer on him, just have him sit for a year, and then, you know, let's try to, you know, groom him there as well. Yeah, look, I, I think the – I know it's been joked about a, a little bit with, you know, uh, on Badlands, the Jets, you know, if they get a veteran this year, just every year in perpetuity, just start taking a day two or day three quarterback. And, you know, eventually you get your Dak or Jalen Hurts or whoever it is, Russell Wilson. Eventually you hope you find your, you know, your cheap day two or day three guy and <laughs> down the line here, that could be your franchise guy. Yeah. I also appreciate you uh, appreciate you hopping on. I'll uh, make sure, you know, we've, Make sure to you know catch up in uh, catch up in Indy, and obviously uh, make sure you guys are reading Antoine's work uh, you know over at the Daily News and and staying uh, plugged in there. But appreciate you appreciate having on, man. Hey, thanks for having me on again.